At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome into VEASAN Final Countdown. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you live from Las Vegas, our VEASAN studio at the South Point. Why was it so important to you? I didn't think I was Right before the show started. You didn't think I was going to be ready, and I was, and it's just, it's fun. I That's wish fun y'all times. were in it's here for times. the mad dash we have before we begin the show, because obviously Matt has to get his you know, control room style spaceship deck laptop prepared. And so he's plugging in all the cords. He's got to get his foot box because he's hoity-toity mm. and needs to put his foot on something. He can't just put it on the leg of the chair it's like true. a normal human it's being. True. And then last second, Paper, pen, you finally sit down bottle. in the chair and you take the windscreen, throw it, yeah. and go get another one. Yeah. You yeah. are and guess what? a character. Was here to start the show, was ready to rock and roll. You're so lucky that we have a lengthy open I'm for a, this. <laughs> I am a professional. We have a really fun show on tap, despite what you may have just heard over mm. the last 30 seconds to get us going. Obviously, the World Series is going to roll on tonight. What a crazy, crazy game. Big win for the Phillies last night. Um, we'll get into Major League Baseball and NFL talk with Stuart Buchanan in hour two. DraftKings betting analyst will also have, um, excuse me, Steve Buchanan. I had Noah Stuart Buchanan from a previous job of mine. And I feel terrible because uh, I mix up the first name all the time. Like, why do we have to have S names in Buchanan? Any hooser. Um, also, Stuart Mandel, speaking of Stuart. Oh, now, that's going to make it I even harder for me uh, today. Yeah, yeah, uh, 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 <laughs> covers college football for the athletic. Six more times this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be a long day. Mm-hmm. But he'll get into the updated rankings, which we will uh, as well. But let's start with the World Series. Yes, because about Phillies. a coin flip. Yeah, but a little, little bit in favor of the Phillies, actually, tonight. Minus 115 over mm-hmm. DraftKings. So it has shifted a little bit it was 110 earlier so Philly's taking a little bit of money here with Aaron Nola on the hill minus 105 for Christian Javier and the Astros seven and a half is your total juiced toward the under if you want the Astros at minus a run and a half plus 155 if you want the Phillies at plus a run and a half minus 180. Nola was done after four and a third innings in game one of the World Series. It was his worst outing since August, allowed five runs on six hits, had two walks and five strikeouts, though he did retire the final six batters. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, obviously ended up winning. And the market is like, I mean, typically like we get them to be like overreactionary to things like this. And like instead his strikeout prop is sitting at at five and a half and it is minus 155 on the over. 
So, like, the money has come in on the over, and, like, typically, you know, like, we, we get that recency bias from, a lot, from, from betters a lot of times. Not in this case. They are, they're backing him big time to, uh, to hit six strikeouts tonight. So, I wanted to talk to you about a few things in this game because, obviously, the Phillies' long ball went wild last night, and we'd be remiss <laughs> not to discuss it. Um, five home runs, the most ever in a single game of the World Series, the most against a single pitcher as well. well goes hand-in-hand hand with Lance McCullers there. Um, but... Hembo, the ESPN stats guy, was all over some of the numbers here because you get into, I'm sure you've heard throughout the course of the day, that the tipping pitches situation that happened there, they got a read on what his glove was doing and basically teed off from there. Entering last night's game, Lance McCullers had thrown 651 off-speed pitches this entire season. Not a single one of them was hit for a home run. Four of the five home runs last night were that situation. Yeah, it was one of the weirdest things because I was – it was the first time I've watched a baseball game in, like, quite a long time where I actually was expecting the dudes to, like, hit the ball out of the park. Like, I have not watched a baseball mm-hmm. game where I'm sitting here going, yeah, you know, think, think this is a pretty good chance for a home run to get hit here. I was doing that last night. It just, like, it felt like the <laughs> yep. ball was going to leave the park, and, you know, more times than not it did. And then you had uh, your guy Bryce Harper looks like the – the pitch whisperer with the thing over there to Alec Baum. But Ben Fox posted this tweet as well, that a better DraftKings had a hundred dollar bet. Same game parlay for Harper, Schwarber, Reese Hoskins and Brandon Marsh to hit home runs. Won a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Let's uh, why can't I ever be that person? Well, you know, because you know better than to put a hundred dollars <laughs> on four different guys to hit a home run in a game. So, I mean, you know, look, that's something that's unprecedented story, and literally do never happened that's again. That's only like fun story. Don't do this at home, <laughs> like kids, because like that is like it's never going to hit again. So, so just don't. Are don't you do. starting to though become a little bit of a believer of the thought process I had that Phillies are kind of looking like that team of destiny a little bit more? Or are you still of the thought process that this is the Astros series to win? Astros are now a plus one twenty dog in the series. Yeah, I mean. It's one of those things where this this team was always gonna mash, right? I mean, and if they if they outslug you like they do last night, I mean, like, and it wouldn't have mattered, right? I mean, it's just the way that that game went. They didn't even need the five home runs, so it was just, it was they were they were just going to to win that game no matter what. Last night, you look tonight. It is at least a different style of pitcher mm-hmm. that they're going to see tonight, and so maybe that changes things up just a little bit. I mean, you start to look at these home run props and and. You know, it's it's a little bit different tonight. I mean, there are, let's see, some of these guys, like, you know, Real Muto's five and a half to one, so he's pretty short. Of course, Bryce Harper's pretty short at three plus 320, but the rest of these guys, eight, nine-ish to one, stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's 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 where it should be mm-hmm. for from a home run perspective. But, I mean, it is anytime. Like, baseball is – Baseball is one of those sports, right? Like you can get streaky hitting the baseball, right? I mean, like there are times where these guys over the course of a season, you can ask them at any point. They'll be like, I'm just not seeing the ball very well right now. Like I'm just, you know, I'm not seeing it right now. It's it's, it's not making good contact with the bat. Or in the, in the case of the Phillies over the course of the playoffs where they're just crushing the baseball, you know? And like, so they are, they got hot at the exact right mm-hmm. time. And yeah, I mean, I, I think this is as big of a coin flip as, as the mm-hmm. odds basically dictated. A team point. that shouldn't have even been here now is rolling, and they have been fantastic at Citizens Bank Park as well. 6-0 and this postseason at home, outscoring teams 42-15, to so a plus-27 run differential the, at home as well. The atmosphere in that park last night. It's different. It was maybe, and, and through the television, like I, I felt like it might have been the wildest atmosphere I've ever felt through a television before in my life, and one of my buddies was listening on the radio, and he said that the, the radio broadcasters were saying that it was the loudest stadium, the loudest atmosphere that they had ever called in a baseball game in their entire careers. And they're talking about people who literally have called, you know, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands and thousands of games. And so um, that was that that was at play last night too, right? I mean, like you, those guys certainly were feeding off of that. Mm-hmm. We'll see how things play out tonight with, again, Aaron Nola and Christian Javier on their respective hills. Also, last night, the reveal of the new college football playoff rankings. And uh, by now you've already seen it, but let's go through it real quickly. One your top-ranked team in the country, the Tennessee Vols, followed by undefeated Ohio State and Georgia 3. Clemson coming in at 4, Michigan 5. Why Clemson is ahead of Michigan, who the hell knows? Does yes. it make any sense? Not really. Um, 6, Alabama, 7, TCU. Again, why is Alabama ranked ahead of TCU? Because it's Alabama. When the head of the committee gets up there and Reese asks him, why would Alabama 
with a loss and a, a number of close games they barely won, be ahead of an unbeaten TCU team that has the third-ranked strength of um, record in the country, his answer should just be because he there's Nick Saban. And they have 15 years of established mm -hmm. dominance, and he has uh, a Heisman Trophy winner, and that should be the answer. And they shouldn't mm -hmm. try to like BS about all of these other things because that's the answer. Yeah, and look, when when we you know start to look at these rankings, right? I mean, like we've got to figure out when you see like some of this stuff is super super long. We have it on the screen if you're listening at home. I mean, Tennessee eight to one to win it all. They are plus 800, even though they are the number one team. Ohio State, Georgia, both are two to one at plus 200. They're Alabama plus 340, then you get Clemson and Michigan both at 16, Oregon and USC 40 and 60, and then TCU at 80. So TCU, even though they're sitting in that seven spot, are still 80 to one. And the way that this is set up right now, and we kind of alluded to this yesterday a little bit, that there could be some finagling going on and some shenanigans going on. And basically they set themselves up now with Tennessee starting at one to where even if Tennessee loses mm -hmm. this week, and if for some strange reason Alabama stumbles along the way, then they would be able to slot back into SEC teams if they wanted to, right? Like that's kind of how they've set this up to where even if Tennessee loses to Georgia, so long as Tennessee wins out, they would at least say, well, you know what? They were one in the initial rankings, you know? And so, and their only loss is to Georgia, who's now one mm -hmm. and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then they would be able to, you know, slip Tennessee back in. And so when you kind of start putting together the puzzle pieces of how this all could shake out, mm -hmm. you start to see why it's slated the way that it's slated. And it is always funny to yeah. me, though, looking at some of these numbers. Obviously, the poll at this point doesn't matter a ton because a lot of these things are going to work themselves out down the line. Like we talked about Tennessee yeah. and Georgia playing each other this week. Um, you've got Michigan, Ohio State. They're going to play at the end of the season. Championship games, all these things coming in November and December. Um, but we always look at things through a betting lens, and you're like, okay, Tennessee's ranked number one, but Georgia's an eight-point favorite against them this week. You think about, okay, let's say Clemson and Michigan play each other. Mm -hmm. Who would be favored in that game? Probably Michigan by yeah. a field goal or four points or so. Um, if Alabama played TCU today, who would be favored in that game? Probably Alabama by two scores. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, that's the lens that I'm looking at things through. We had Vinny Maiulo on the program said Alabama is still his number three rate, rated yeah. team in his power rating. So, um, it's just kind of funny looking at how the, these things shake out right now, and, where if they were head-to-head -head on a neutral, what would the number be? And, and after we, you know, and as we, again, we kind of start to put together the roadmap here of how this goes, look, Michigan-Ohio State play, right? So one of those teams gets eliminated due to head-to-head -to -head as it is anyway, right? So, like, you can just go ahead and look at that, and it's there for now, and that's just a placeholder, mm -hmm. but one of those guys gets booted in the last game of the season. So they get, they, they get out. The thing that's going to be really, really interesting is that, this game this weekend between LSU and Alabama, LSU could win out, and they kind of they control their own destiny, mm -hmm. right? Like, so if they were to beat Alabama and win out, they would then go to the SEC championship game and play either Tennessee or Georgia. That then the committee is going to get in real like, <laughs> hot water because if Alabama, if LSU somehow wins out and then beats a Tennessee or Georgia in the SEC title game. What do you do there? You mm -hmm. know, and so the, the, it could get, I mean, it's very unlikely. They're 13 point dogs this week right. to, to Alabama, but still. But it's, uh, I mean, what a big jump for LSU in the rankings from 15 yeah. in the AP poll to 10 by the CFP. Um, by the way, Georgia lead pass rusher Nolan Smith is officially out for the season, needing surgery on that right torn peck. Forgot to mention that yesterday. Um, so big loss for the Bulldogs who will look to pressure Hendon Hooker this week. We're going to step aside, but NFL talk winners and losers from the trade deadline when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115000 bucks all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We told you yesterday's NFL trade deadline seemed a little busier than usual. And apparently it was a record 10 trades done um, on the actual deadline day. No trade, though, impactful enough to really make an adjustment in the futures Mm -hmm. markets. But what was made clear is there are certain teams that are going all in this year and believe in their squads, and there are some that are not. So, Matt Brown, Mm -hmm. as we, you know, get this segment of the show going, who who are some of your, your biggest winners of the trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, I really came out of it impressed with what I think that if you take a look at a, these teams that, like you said, pushed it kind of all in the middle, I, I really came out with what the Dolphins did. I mean, look, they they identified a deficiency. This defense had been subpar all year long, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that they weren't getting very much pressure on the quarterback. And mm-hmm. so they're like, hey, look, if we can do this on offense, which, by the way, they have th- two different guys that are, like, going at 100 yards every single week at receiver. You know I mean? Like, the offense has not been the problem. It's just it's on the defensive side. And, like, they're going to put up points. So long as Tua stays healthy and Tyreek stays healthy and Waddle stays healthy, they are going to score on just about anyone. What it comes down to is can they keep the other team from scoring? And that's been a problem for them all season long. So them going out and getting Bradley Chubb, I think, is a really, really big message. that And, that, look, you got to like that as a player, right, too, that you go, oh, they – they think we can do it this year. You know, like, like they, they think that this is the year that we can do this. And so really impressed with what the Dolphins did with that. Um, you know, look, the Vikings, I think it's a fine move to bring in Hawkinson. Is he going to be a difference, a, a real difference maker? Don't really know, but it certainly is an upgrade mm-hmm. to the offense in general, right? I mean, this is a guy that's a former first rounder that everybody was talking about how awesome his potential could be in the NFL. And it's finally kind of played out a little bit this season for the Lions. So, I mean, it's like – you would think whenever you do have better playmakers around and a better quarterback and a better system that there should be some opportunity for him there. Yeah, and joins a bunch of weapons, right? You have Justin Mm -hmm. Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Like, just add him into that arsenal there. And as far as, I mean, tight ends go in the National Football League, yes, I mean, there's Travis Kelsey and then there's a drop-off. But aside from Kelsey and and maybe George Kittle, I mean, he's as good as a tight end as you're going to find around Mm -hmm. the league, in my opinion. So I I definitely like the move. And similarly with what you said, Miami, they were a, a huge winner this week, I think, because with Bradley Chubb, 
you're not necessarily asking him to be that day in, day out guy, but he's the one that when you need a big play to be made, mm -hmm. probably more likely than not going to be the one that can rise to the occasion and get that done. And if they're a team that feels like they're a pass rusher away, then they got one. Fun fact. I know Ooh, you love those. I love fun facts. Per NFL research. Okay. The last two trade deadline acquisitions that went to the Super Bowl, okay. Von Miller and Emmanuel Sanders, okay. both from Denver. Mm. Could Chubb mm. be the missing link to catapult Miami to a big game? That is a fun <laughs> fact. Look at that. That is just a fun little fact right there. Um, yeah, I mean, th th this. so the secondary w is something that if you look at the players just in general, the secondary should be good, right? I mean, like, and certainly they're going to get healthier and they should be – but you can't – if you have no pass rush whatsoever, you just can't cover these NFL receivers for days anymore. Like you, just, you just can't do it. These guys are just too good, too fast, whatever. So getting someone that can create at least a little bit of pressure and someone that might be able to get at the quarterback just a little bit is going to make the secondary seem a lot better than it is right now as well. And so I think the Dolphins are – I think the Dolphins are interesting, right? I mean, not not like Super Bowl contenders in my mind. I know there were some people who wanted to create headlines yesterday who were saying that this this move made them a real Super Bowl <laughs> contender. It's like, nah. I That's mean, why I said fun fact, yeah. not legitimate detail to really get yeah. us over the top here. <laughs> yeah, there like there there were literally people who were coming out right, yesterday saying like this this singular move like made them you know like Super Bowl contenders. It's like, no, it definitely is a step in the right direction. But they are still playing in a division. I mean, they're still playing in, in, in a conference that has the Bills and the So, Chiefs. before we move into our losers mm -hmm. from the trade deadline, let's look at the games that Miami and Minnesota have this week. Miami taking on the Bears um, as a favorite in this spot and the Vikings at the Commanders as well. Um, I know you and I both got a, a Vikings ticket in pocket earlier this week. Yeah, so I am on I'm on both of these teams actually this week. Oh, you are? Is, you took the Dolphins. Which is fairly yeah, interesting. That, I mean, which that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I have the Dolphin I have a Dolphins ticket and I have a, a Vikings ticket. With the Dolphins, the one thing to consider though, guys, like there might be weather in this game. So right now I, I got it at I got it at four. It's at five now. Um and I also took the over in this game, and I took the over at forty-four. Some people, there was a release yesterday from an influential group that also took the over, which kind of pushed this up to 45 and a half. That said, I would definitely continue to monitor this situation because it doesn't look like it's going to be as bad as initially reported. But, you know, Chicago weather, it happens like, you know, like it, it randomly and stuff. You're where you're headed, supposed to be wet. So maybe that makes yeah. it to there and all that. Um, because the thing about Chicago's field is, is, it's one of the ones that actually we're not so much worried about the players and how they react to rain as we've talked about with, you know, several different guys before. It's not so much the rain, right? Like these gloves that they make now and all that are like sticky, you know, whatever. But the field in Chicago gets wrecked with rain. Like it is it is one of the worst fields as far as like being able to hold up to weather conditions that there is. And so like I actually care about rain specifically in Chicago, right? Like, because that can slow things down, right? I mean, the footing and all the stuff that, that goes on there. So something to monitor wind, it doesn't look again, like it was going to be as bad as initially reported. So there's that as well, but uh, keep, keep on with that. But this does Dolphins seem to say, like I just said, I mean, like the offense is going to be able to do whatever they want to against this bears against this bears defense. And really it just comes down to, even though the bears have looked better on offense of late, I think the Dolphins still have enough on the defensive side mm -hmm. to keep keep this thing from getting out of hand. So, do like the Dolphins there, and you 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 and I both are on Minnesota this week, and I'm just going to continue. Although we we got the better of this, we both got three. It's sitting three and a half right now against the Commanders, and you know, look, I'll keep betting this team. People can sit there and say they're not any good, and they don't play anyone, and Kirk Cousins isn't great, and yada yada yada, and all this stuff. Well, they just keep covering and keep winning games and keep cashing tickets, and so. I will let people think that they're not very good. I will let people think that this team isn't, you know, and I will just continue to take these small spreads yeah. against teams that they're, they're, they're just, they're much better than the commanders. They just are. They're a very under the radar one loss team. As far as what you yeah. look at on the schedule, they're one loss, by the way, to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the only undefeated team in the NFL. Let us not so. forget that this line would most likely have been opened at three and a half and maybe bet to four or four and a half if the commanders didn't have a miracle comeback, Her you know, her com heroic comeback yes. from Taylor Heineke, yes. who everybody's like, okay, he's a gunslinger. His idol's been Brett Favre. Look at him. He's playing with house money. I get it. 
I get it. But yes. how sustainable is that realistically? That's, like, let's not forget, they were well on their way to losing yes. to Sam Ellinger and the Colts, and then they just had this, like, miraculous comeback here. This Vikings team, no matter what you think of them, you're certainly not putting them on the same level as the Colts by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. The Colts were two-and-a-half-point favorites against this commander's team, right? And now we're getting and, and we were able to get the Vikings at three. That just to me seemed like a, a it's really good yep. yeah, really. It doesn't good make situation. sense. My biggest loser, the team who did not make a move at the trade deadline, the Green Bay Packers, they reportedly did try um to get Chase Claypool, who eventually ended up going to the Bears, which I mean to the Brown yeah, to the Bears, which is just, I mean, a weird mm-hmm. situation that they end up having. So maybe the Bears are your loser because we just don't understand what they yeah. were doing necessarily. But for me, it Guess was what? it was Green Bay. Everybody else, everyone had the same reaction we did too. Like every, the not that we care what other people think. I don't obviously watch the show <laughs> from Monday. Um, but like I uh but but when you when you like hear everybody kind of saying like this just didn't make a ton of sense or whatever. So, I mean, like, there there was at least that going on with the Bears for sure. I mean, I I, I kind of feel like Justin Fields is maybe the best quarterback from that draft class. Like, like that maybe he's going to play out to be the best quarterback from that draft class, like when it's all said and done. But, you know, maybe this was their – maybe this was their way of judging whether he was – whether he's good or not, mm-hmm. like, may, like, okay. Giving him a guy who can go make the downfield catch, win those 50, 50 You now balls. have two guys, yeah. you got Mooney and you've got, and Cole Komet had like a, you know, showed up out of nowhere the last couple of weeks as well. So it's kind of like, okay, now here you go. Prove to us that you're the dude and go out and try and win some. Well, he's got to be accurate with the throws. So that'll be important. They'll, he's got the be, arm, but yes. can he hit the guy? More stride? designed <laughs> runs are better for him as well. So I think that, you know. Step, baby so steps. were they your loser or who was your loser from the trade deadline? Well, the three, I, I think the three, there were three losers from the trade deadline and it is the, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers, all three yeah. of them, because all three of those teams were in need of something and nobody did anything. Right. And so that to me seems like a, a really big miss, especially maybe not so much again, like maybe not so much from a Bucks perspective, because it's kind of like. Maybe they're looking at this and kind of looking around and be like, okay, mm-hmm. this just isn't going to, like, this just isn't going to work, right? It, but at least from a Rams and a Packers perspective, you know, they still play yeah. in the NFC. There's still some openings there. Maybe they could have gone and done something that, that could have made the I think it's better. ridiculous to me that the Packers didn't at yes. least try. To me, that's you already telling yourself yeah. that you know you're bad and you have given up. Not made on A-okay the deadline. With but, okay with me. But Christian McCaffrey. Let's not forget Christian McCaffrey. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, hoops, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for some great promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance. You got the Friday Night College Football Bet and Get Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and a whole lot more at BetRivers.com. Or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you live from Las Vegas. Last night, the first unveiling of the college football playoff rankings to help us break it down, as well as a number of really great games coming up this week in college football. Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief of college football for The Athletic, co-host of the Audible podcast, at SL Mandel on Twitter. And are your fingers okay? Because you were tweeting up a storm last night during the reveal. How are you doing? Good, Stormy. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's part for the course for me. The ranking show is nothing compared to tweeting all day and night on Saturdays. <laughs> that's very true. I will say, though, my favorite yesterday was, wait, you guys didn't actually think they'd put TCU above Alabama, did you? <laughs> what was your general reaction to the way that things laid out yesterday? Well, yeah, I mean, I saw some some tweets after that suggesting that they, you know, all the TCU got jobbed. There was never a world in which they would rank Alabama lower because they don't. Nobody thinks that TCU is better than Alabama. TCU has a better resume, um, but as we know, the committee has the latitude to rank teams in any order that they do. And so, what you see there, Tennessee's number one because of resume. Certainly, when I saw LSU pop up at number ten, uh, I knew Tennessee would be number one because they would have two top ten wins. 
But then why is it Ohio State over Georgia versus the other way around? To me, is just completely subjective. You could do that either way. Um, Clemson ahead of Michigan may have been a little surprising, but not when you saw the rankings pop up and there were three of Clemson's opponents in that lower part of the top 25. So three top 25 wins, Michigan has one. Stuart, when I saw Tennessee at one as well, I think that this kind of sets it up right where it gives the committee an out to try to slip them back in if need be, if Alabama were to lose somewhere along the way and and whatnot, if they do want to get those two SEC teams in there. Is that kind of how you look at it as well? Because Tennessee could afford to maybe have one loss, and since they were one in the original rankings, then slipping them kind of back in at four wouldn't be the craziest thing. I mean, it's possible. I don't think it's – I think it's entirely possible that if they lose this week to Georgia, but it's a close game, that they don't fall out of the top four because uh, they'd still have the win over Alabama, the win over LSU, and nobody's going to say losing at Georgia is a bad loss. Um, so that would be interesting over the course of the you know stretch run of the season because they would probably stay there, but at the end of the season, you know that's the one time that last rankings when they take into consideration conference championships. Other teams would have them. Tennessee would not. So um, it's too it's too hard to project that right now. But it, honestly, if you're we never never would have said this at the beginning of the season. What's the one team that seems most likely to reach the playoff right now? It's Tennessee. If they're like at this point with the committee, should we just be more open to the fact instead of getting up in arms, instead of getting and you just be like, okay, yeah, they're people and their opinion is what their opinion is. There's nothing we can do about it because every time we hear their explanations, they give you a criteria for one team and why that makes this team ranked above another, even though you could have the same exact criteria for another team, but you highlight this one flaw, which, oh, this other team probably also has that other flaw. Like it's just, it's so subjective. It's crazy. Why do we even get angry? I try not to. I don't know if you do. Do you ever get up in arms watching that show, Stormy? Um, I maybe once we get closer to the real thing. Right now, I mean, a lot of this is going to resolve itself. Honestly, you know, you've got one and three playing each other. You've got two and five. Ohio State and Michigan will play each other. Um, Alabama it can earn its way back into the top four certainly by winning the SEC. So a lot of this will play out, and some of these early rationale won't really make that big a difference, but. I think once you get down to like that Thanksgiving week one and you know, like for instance, going into the last week of last season, the big question was, is Cincinnati going to make it or not? And everybody was reading into every comment to see um, if they, if that was a chance and obviously turned out to be so. But right now I think a little too early still to get worked up about it. Absolutely. And I I do get worked up every now and then, but you know, I'm simmering down a little bit in my old age here. Uh, Let's look to the top game of the weekend though, that all eyes are on. And we talk about figuring itself out. This is potentially one of those games with Tennessee and Georgia going head to head. Georgia is an eight point favorite in the game, despite being the lower ranked team, which we always talk about here on the show, you know, Polls and prices are very different things, and one doesn't constitute a reason for why the other is what it is. How do you view this game playing out between Georgia and Tennessee? Yeah, I think it's a toss-up game, and so this is one of those situations where normally I would say, well, Vegas knows, right? If Vegas (laughs) thinks it's that big a spread, who cares what the committee says? Um, But part of me thinks, has Vegas been slow to catch up to just how good Tennessee is because they were considered so... Uh, off the grid at the beginning of the season, whereas Georgia is the defending national champion. Um, my cause for concern with Georgia is that their top pass rusher, Nolan Smith, just this week lost for the season. Um, you're not going to beat Tennessee without getting a good pass rush on Hendon Hooker. And their offense is very good. Uh, it's, it's you know, very underrated, frankly, compared to their defense. But, man, Tennessee, can they have 22 plays of 40 yards or longer this year. They can hit you so quickly. Can If it gets into a shootout, um, can Georgia keep up is a good question. I think Georgia is obviously going out there planning to, hey, they've scored all these points on everybody else. They're going to score like 24 on us. And, and maybe that does happen, but nobody to this point has shown the ability to do that. I took the eight with Tennessee, so I certainly hope that you are correct in that thought process <laughs> that Vegas has been behind. Stuart, we had another uh, big game going down in Baton Rouge. Of course, you mentioned Alabama could win their way back into this discussion. And then, you know, a lot of this 
as we say, all is going to just play out, right? I mean, Ohio State plays Michigan. We understand that. We got the Tennessee-Georgia game as well. Well, Alabama, here it is, can can beat the number 10 team in the rankings and, of course, go on to beat either Tennessee or Georgia in the SC Championship. And then, you know, whatever, we're not worried about it. But this 13-point favorites on the road, is. do you feel like that's too much? Is Are they two touchdowns better than LSU? Now, that is a, bit, now that is a big number. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I kind of think they are. I think we're going to see – Oh, I think we're going to see a bit of a course correction. I mean, they've both had an off week. Alabama going into the off week, obviously almost lost to Texas, did lose to Tennessee, definitely have had issues that you don't normally see. And I'm curious to see if some of that stuff got fixed over the course of the bye week, whereas LSU, to me, went into the bye week playing very well and, frankly, better than I expected them to in Brian Kelly's first season. But is that kind of the ceiling? I think that's what you're seeing in that line is the thought that Alabama will come out and be even better than they have been. I don't know that, you know, Jaden Daniels has been phenomenal for LSU, but is he going to tear up that Alabama defense the way uh, he did Ole Miss? That's, that's a little bit harder to believe. They have played a lot better since getting embarrassed by Tennessee, but yeah, can they bring that same type of tenacity? I don't know. Um, Clemson and Notre Dame going head to head here. This number has moved around a little bit. Uh, Clemson started, opened up around three point favorite, got up to as high as four and a half yesterday. Now back down to three and a half. Am, am I missing something here though? Because I feel like they, for for as little of faith as I have in Clemson, generally speaking, long term, I have far less faith in this Fighting Irish team and their consistency. So. What am I missing for this number to be what it is for the Tigers? Well, I know somebody who last week thought there was no way Notre Dame was going to beat Syracuse and <laughs> turned out to be very, very wrong on that. So um, I, I think that Notre Dame, obviously, that was a very impressive win last week. Um, but they're still a very one-dimensional team. I don't think they get much out of their quarterback, Drew Pine. And Clemson, obviously, very, very good defensive team. It's going to be hard to beat them that way. I also think, you know, take this into consideration. I know it's not all the same players, but Clemson is going to remember that 2020 loss at Notre Dame and the few students who are actually there storming the field. And I, I think that's going to be a pretty big motivating factor. Stuart, as we look and how this thing is going to, to, to eventually play out, what team do you feel is actually the best team in college football right now? I think we're going to find that out this weekend because I, I, it's, to me it's a toss-up between Tennessee and Georgia. Um, and Ohio State's very good, too. Don't get me wrong. I think that um, the Penn State game was a little bit deceiving, though. They went into the they were losing at the beginning of the fourth quarter of that game. And then obviously things got out of hand real quick. Um, that was really the first tough test we've seen Ohio State get. I've seen both Tennessee and Georgia play in big games. and Now we're going to see them play in their biggest game yet. And whoever wins that. I hate to be a cop out here. Whoever wins that, I will say that's the best team in the country. Well, and it is interesting with Ohio State. They have been a little bit slow starting throughout the course of the year. That's been thematic for them. Stu, thank you so much for the time. Really, really appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic uh, does all of college football and uh, co-host of the Audible podcast as well with Bruce Feldman. Make sure you check him out anywhere you get your podcasts. But he is so dialed in. Like, he wasn't kidding about the Twitter on Saturday. You need to follow along. And because I'm usually working a lot of my games, I follow along with his Twitter oftentimes for what's going on um, during my game for other games. Are you, are you able to, are you supposed to admit that? That like you're not, that you're not focused completely on your job while you're working? That is, is that part you? of my job. Because I don't get to hear the studio cut-ins like everybody else does. People don't know this. Like, during the game where, where they're like, let's check in with Matt Berry in the studio. And they're like, this crazy play happened here and here and here. So all of you at home get to hear it. My play-by-play -play and analysts get to hear it. Your girl on the field doesn't get that audio. So Twitter during commercial there breaks is. is how I the check savior. scores. Twitter the it is what it is. <laughs> We're going to step aside. Stay with us on Visa and Final Countdown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction most folks are looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen's made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch by Zen online. Or you can find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Wrapping up our college football talk here with today's pro tip, which again, actionable insights that you get every single hour here on VEASAN. They are searchable by sport and by show when you are a subscriber, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. But the pro tip for this hour has to do with college football, Matt Brown. Yeah, basically whenever we're looking at this, guys, like, you know, again, actually do a realistic charting of the path to success for any of these futures bets, specifically when we're talking about kind of this college football stuff. Cause again, we're, we're looking at this and we're saying, wow, this team's ranked in the top 10 or top seven in TCU's case. And they're, but they're 80 to one. Well, we just talked to Stuart about it. You and I talked about it. Stormy, listen, the path for them to actually get there, it would take like 10 things to happen for them to actually get there. And then by the way, even for that, they'd still have to win two games to win the national mm-hmm. championship. Right? So there's, you know, before you just look at a number and say like, oh, okay, whatever, like kind of chart the path, see what the realistic, see what the the realistic chances are of that actually getting there. Because again, like a team like TCU, it's a fine story. It's all fine and dandy and all. They're going to try to get two SEC teams in there. One of the either Michigan or Ohio State is going to be in there. And then that four spots up for grabs. And again, they're probably going to go with somebody else. Yeah. Other than, and brand you know. name bias means mm-hmm. something to the committee. Like you look at Alabama, who has just had 15 years of established dominance. Like it's, it just, it makes sense yeah. in a lot of ways when you look at the way that the committee specifically analyzes these things. And, and TCU, like you said, they're, they're a great story. And that's awesome. Yeah. But it's also one year of this story. Cincinnati had to put two years of that together mm-hmm. to finally prove that they were something. And then, and then, then they destroyed. get embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. And, and then got destroyed. So, and, and that's the other thing, right? It's like and granted, Cincinnati did them no favor. Like like teams like that, Cincinnati did them no favors by going in and then getting just embarrassed. And then and that's not to say though yeah. that 
these top tier teams haven't gotten embarrassed on that stage. Mm -hmm. And being a Notre Dame fan, I always am just like tossed back to the 2012 national championship where they got absolutely crushed by Alabama. So it does happen to the good yeah, brand but, name teams as well. But, yeah, this, but they're not top tier. But this no, is you are two such decades. A, so like yeah, three decades maybe since. Listen, the 80s. you saw the Manti Teo documentary. He was <laughs> under a lot of stress. Uh, but like, but no. But I, I'm just. Continuing furthering mm -hmm. that argument, though, we do have a lot the, of NFL. Well, one, one thing about college college football as well, like these these, and we talk with these brand names, top tiers, things like that. Like they're not going anywhere either, right? Like these the these teams, like the more the more years that they find themselves up at the top, up at the top, up at the top, the more year they're going to get leeway in this. Like you talk mm -hmm. about, like Alabama is easily could play their way back like easily easily could play their way back into it even if you know you when it's all said and done the resume isn't all that great mm -hmm. maybe you know maybe Tennessee lo loses out or whatever you know or yeah. whatever and the loss to them looks way worse and all that you know whatever but I mean there are there are just brand name yeah. there, there these these and we're sitting here watching on the TVs here in the deal the the number two quarterback for the 2024 class is committing to Alabama. You know, I mean, like they're they're already getting the number two quarterback for the 2024 yep. class that's recruited. They're they're here unless you know unless Nick they Saban like two retires or dies. Like they're there. You know, like with, with Bryce Young and Will Anderson, they have two of the best, the top five yeah. players in college football. Yeah on their roster already. And that's not to include however many draft picks are eventually going to come out of this team. That's just the way that they're repeatedly built. It's how it is. Um, speaking of draft picks, let's go to the mm -hmm. NFL here, though. We did have some news coming through. Start with the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor reportedly re-aggravated the ankle injury that has already kept him out of a couple games this season, limited at practice. Uh, I'm sorry, did not practice. But if he is limited at practice in the coming days, likely would suggest he'd give it a go against the Patriots. They're getting five and a half. In Foxborough this week, what what's just your thoughts of the the loss potentially again of Jonathan Taylor, him not being 100% this, this season already, largely been a disappointment for the former top rusher in the league? Yeah, and I, I think we saw last week. I mean, there's a reason Sam Ellinger has not started in the NFL. There was a reason why he was a backup. There's a reason why they put him in here because the Colts, I'm pretty sure, got the memo from upstairs that they need to try and lose as many games as possible <laughs> to try to get one of these top quarterbacks and things. And so... I mean, you know, Jonathan Taylor would be kind of their, I'm not going to say their only hope, but would be a very, very big cog in possibly being able to compete on the road in this game against the Patriots. And so, yeah, I mean, this is actually pretty big, you know, a pretty big deal here. I mean, I lean towards New England anyway in this game because, again, it's just, it looked like Ellinger just wasn't quite ready, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just looked like he wasn't quite ready. And that's not a knock on him, right? He didn't expect to start this year, right? I mean, they went out and got Matt Ryan because he's supposed to be the starter, you know? And so, um, again, it's just without Jonathan Taylor, I think this, this Colts team is, is a real big uphill battle. Absolutely. A mm. team that we thought was going to have a little bit more of an uphill battle than they have had in actuality, the Tennessee Titans. Although we did see Malik Willis last week throw for 55 yards mm. and a pick, but it didn't matter because it was the Derrick Henry show in this spot. Um, Ryan Tannehill will, quote, do some things, according the, to Mike Vrabel at practice today. But does it really matter if, if Derrick Henry just keeps doing what he's doing? That's the official what report <laughs> came out, so he was officially limited today. Limited. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, so he was limited in practice, which means he's going to play. If he's if he's limited on Wednesday, then he's going to, he's going to play. I mean, like they're, they had every reason to just hold him out today and do nothing with him. Can we just talk about these numbers yeah. though? Malik Willis, six of 10, 55 yards, no touchdowns and interceptions sacked three times. Derrick Henry, 32 carries for mm -hmm. 219 yards and two touchdowns like that. Where was that Derrick Henry at the beginning of the year? Well, comeback player of the year, right? Well, he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing the Texans, which like is the prize. That's like, very fair. Which is and the, they still only won 17 to 10. I mean, there's a reason like the, the Eagles on a short, the Eagles on a short week on the road are 14 point favorites over this Texans team right now. I mean, like it's, that's how bad they are. Chiefs 12 point favorites over the Titans. And I still think that that's rightfully so. I mean, if you kind of really dig into this Titans team, there's really nothing that jumps off the page to you at all. I mean, like there, there's no, there's nothing that they do particularly well. Well, and on this five game win streak, who've they played the Raiders, yes. the Colts twice, the commanders and the Texans, the Colts again, with Ellinger at quarter, but you know, like yep. that's the, that's the other thing is like, they, they also got very favorable situations in all of this stuff as well. I mean, you have like a completely, you know, a completely inept Texan squad that's probably the 32nd ranked power rated team in everybody's ratings. You get, uh, you get the Colts team that comes in that is like completely for whatever reason, falling off 
of a cliff. You get the commanders whenever they had made the switch to. I mean, so it's just there's there's a lot of things. I mean, going. look at that schedule though. Yeah. Like they have the narrow loss to the Giants, right, week one. But the one team they played that's legitimately good in the Buffalo Bills, they got waxed yeah. 41 to 7. Now and that's facing, gonna happen again this Yeah, week. I was gonna say now facing another team of that caliber yeah. here in Kansas City at Arrowhead. They do have the good fortune though that the Broncos haven't played well, the Packers haven't played well. But I mean they have a lot the I mean, ease of this schedule, no wonder they have five I mean, wins, right? This has gotten a twelve and a half now at DraftKings. Like, I mean, another half point added on to here. I mean, the fact that this thing the the opener was sitting ten and a half. I mean, the the hook probably would have kept me off of it anyway. But man, if that had been a flat ten, that would have been a great ticket to get into your account because this is where this kind of I don't like to use these. We're like the kind of fraudulent Titans get. Mm-hmm. You know, this is I, this is where they get exposed, right? I mean, this Chiefs team is going to come and th- th- this Chiefs team is going to really, really beat them down and kind of show that these wins. They're wins, and they're banked, and they're likely going to win that division because they have these wins banked, and the Colts have decided to to tank for the rest of the year. But, you know, that's a that's a bad – that's not a good football team. The Titans are not a good football team. Uh, another football team that we thought at least wasn't good, the Atlanta Falcons, Cordero Patterson, designated to return from injured reserve. Um, back at practice today, the Falcons have 21 days to officially activate him. This week they are taking on the Chargers at home. They're getting three and a half in Atlanta, total 49 and a half. This is a scary game for the Chargers. Like, I kind of wanted to come in and just back this Chargers team here where it's like, okay, even though they don't have Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, you would like to think, is is going to be back out there. And even if it's, yeah, not, Ke- yeah, yeah. Even if it's not Keenan Allen, right? Like, can Justin Herbert and the Chargers really not go out? and destroy this Falcon secondary. But the thing is, is they're actually going to be healthier in the secondary for this game. And then you add Cordero Patterson back in there, who really and truly this team was much better when he was playing for them. Mm -hmm. And I think it opened things up a little bit for them. He's kind of like their little Swiss army knife and things. So I think that's a scary game. I am, I am staying away from that one. I think that is a pretty scary game. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons get some interest at three and a half, if Patterson is actually ruled in to play and he's going to go in this game, like it wouldn't surprise me if those, if, if that hook leaves and, and this is a flat three by the time this thing kicks off. Like the, the chargers are just a team I can't buy in on and I'm going through their schedule here. Yeah. They beat Denver, but it's that rock fight. 1916 win in overtime. They beat the Browns. They beat the Texans. And the Raiders, week one, they lose to Seattle. They lose to Jacksonville, who we now know is not good. It's uh, I just have so much trouble buying in the the injuries, the lack of Keenan Allen, even though we keep thinking that it's going to be the Keenan Allen show Two again. Years. It's just too much. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.